0: Well, hello and welcome in another edition of Real Golf Radio. Brian Taylor, Bob Casper here, season number 20 of the show. Always a pleasure to be with you, Dave Glauser, producing. Website's realgolfradio.com. Twitter handle is at realgolf. Love for you to follow us and catch us on any of the podcaster sites as well. Finding ourselves here with another major championship preview edition of the show, and this one's the PGA Championship, and you know the one thing that's kind of coming to the top of mind as we watch Jordan Spieth struggle with his game at his home club there Trinity Forest in Dallas cold weather different kind of golf course than what they'll see at Bethpage for sure but yeah still to watch Jordan Speeth go through this I guess struggle or challenge and, and trying to get back into the form that he was in that captured our attention and you know found himself with the major championships and stellar record early on it it just reminds me of you know here's a guy with another opportunity to complete a career grand slam yeah and wouldn't you know it? He's got the, the the he's probably the one guy that benefits the most from the change in the schedule because we, w- how you saw Rory McElroy handle his uh, taking on another opportunity to complete the grand slam at Augusta, yeah. knowing that he's going to have a whole 12 months to wait if he doesn't get it done. There's a lot of pressure that mounts on that. Jordan Spieth faced that in August, but here he is just six six months seven months later, or so with another opportunity and another crack at that Wanamaker Trophy not having to wait another 12 months so hey you know what there's the one guy that's going to benefit the most that that's that's my take from the research
2: part. yeah and the interesting thing is he's improving uh, bit by bit uh as we lead into uh, the pga championship he's he's a long shot ne- next week Absolutely. no doubt about it um you know he's played some decent golf this this week he's at uh, seven under par although nine shots back um but you know he's at seven under par with two double bogeys, yeah. and uh, so things are things are on the upswing a little bit more for him. Uh, it's it's looking a little bit brighter. I think I think the key round is going to be today because normally in the third round he's been dropping off a little bit, so he needs to improve the, today.
0: Would you rather take him as a long shot or Rory as a front runner at Augusta? That's you know, it's one of those pressure things, right? Yep. Hey, we're just getting started. Stay tuned. Callaway isn't just pushing the boundaries of driver technology, they're pushing ball speed further than humanly possible. The new epic flash driver with flash face technology features Callaway's first ever driver face engineered with artificial intelligence. By harnessing this power, Callaway was able to create, test, and refine over 15,000 different faces to find the absolute fastest one – The way speed is created has been completely transformed. Learn more at CallawayGolf.com
1: AI. Golf course superintendents are the unsung heroes of our great game. Due to the game's efforts, we now have turf that needs less water, courses that are more sustainable, with many now offering natural wildlife habitats. From the days of old Tom Morris, golf course superintendents have given golfers a reason to love this great game. But don't take my word for it. Jack Nicklaus agrees.
3: If you love golf like I do, thank a golf course superintendent
1: a message from the golf course superintendents association of america and local
2: superintendents everywhere the new OGO alpha convoy golf bags set a new standard for what cart bags should be the new OGO shadow fuse 304 stand
0: bag is ultra sleek but there's nothing simple about it
2: the ojo alpha is inspired by tactical military gear and high performance equipment from the outdoor industry While the Shadow's
0: integrated design and finest performance materials work seamlessly to deliver
2: absolute efficiency for unmatched performance. Both are in stores now or check it out at OGO.com. So you've thought about LASIK surgery, but you're hesitant. I
0: get it. It's your eyes, and while it's a hassle to deal with contacts and glasses, the thought of a laser in your eye sounds painful and scary. Well, let me tell you, I had the same feelings until I went to Hoops Vision for my free evaluation. I was super impressed with the time they spent, and they put all my concerns to rest. I left excited and confident knowing that I was in the best hands with the latest technology. The day of the surgery was easy. No pain, comfortable massage chairs, and warm chocolate chip cookies to help me relax. And then the miracle... Within a few minutes, I could see. It's an amazing feeling, and now I can see where my golf ball goes, and I enjoy wearing sunglasses and not dealing with contacts that dry up out in the sun and the wind. It's why major champions like Mike Weir chose Hoops Vision. Hoops Vision is world-renowned, and with new techniques such as smile and camera, there are more options than ever before. Visit HoopsVision.com today and schedule your free consultation. Mention Real Golf Radio, and you could save $1,000 off your procedure. More choices, more experience, better vision at
2: Hoops Vision. Chrome Soft isn't just another tour ball, it's the golf ball that's changing how tour balls are made. When Callaway made a low compression, low spin tour ball, others said they might be onto something and tried doing the same, but they can't. Because Chrome Soft is the only ball engineered with a graphene infused dual soft fast core for serious speed and unbelievable control around the greens. See for yourself why everyone is playing and loving Chrome Soft. Order the ball that changed the ball at CallawayGolf.com.
1: Now back to Real Golf Radio with Brian and Bob.
0: All right, welcome back to Real Golf Radio. Brian and Bob with you. Thanks for joining us. All right, let me ask you a question. You happy with your golf ball? Have you ever actually thought about it? It's an honest question because a lot of people just go with the old familiar and never give it a second thought. Sure, you can keep your routine. You can keep posting the same scores, or you can change to a ball that can actually help you get better. The Chrome Soft from Callaway. It's the only tour ball engineered with a graphene-infused, dual-soft fast core, which means two things. It's crazy long off the tee and has incredibly soft feel. Just an impossible combination, but Chrome Soft has it. And hey, I'm just a radio host, but take it from our big-time tour guys like Phil Mickelson, Xander Schauffele, and Francesco Molinari, who keep winning with it. They'll tell you. And just when he thought it couldn't get any better, the Chrome Soft X is now available with triple-track technology to improve your putting alignment with every single ball made right here in our Chicopee, massachusetts studio uh, factory so don't miss out on the performance get the ball that changed the ball today at CallawayGolf.com. golf.com you concur
2: yeah i concur i've been to Chicopee,
0: mass before have you really i have i have not been there but i think i've always thought a little field trip to a golf ball uh, manufacturing facility would be pretty cool yep to watch just thousands of Golf balls, balls. rolling just, off yeah, the assembly line. Yeah, and just hitting the, like, you know, watching all that whole thing go with the little stamps, you know, the, uh-huh. I love watching them when they stamp them and all that yep. stuff. It's pretty cool. So we we had some fun with this, you know, my golf spy. For those of you who want to follow them, they came out and and uh, were they did it a golf ball thing and they went after Callaway and the Chrome Soft Chrome Soft decks pretty hard. <clears throat> and their conclusion mm-hmm. on their robot testing and whatnot was that soft is slow ergo short and that you're really doing yourself a disservice if you're playing a quote soft golf ball.
2: Mm.
0: So we, you know,
2: I, I said, okay, that's interesting. Cause so I, what do they consider soft and not soft?
0: Well, lachrome soft soft, soft, soft compression uh-huh. things yeah. like that. And so you need to, you, you should be playing a hard ball. And they went through and they listed what their, their best balls were or whatever. Uh huh. Anyway, long story short, um, th- their conclusion was, and they kind of took really took a rip at the at the Chrome Soft. So we were out at your dad's event mm-hmm. at San Diego Country Club. Yeah. And we're playing with a guy Tyler Sheehan from Callaway Golf. Guy just bashes it. How hard oh, does he hit the he ball? He hits it so hard. So he's playing. We're all playing Chrome Soft X's. And we they give us a ball on one of the holes, and it's a Wilson ball. I don't even know what ball it is, but it is a rock. I mean, it's when a rock. you when you consider hard, that this is the definition, yeah. right? Yeah. So we said, you know what? We're on the ninth hole there at San Diego Country Club. We got to do a little test here. So we hit our Chrome Soft Xs off the tee and actually hit mine a little bit in the toe. didn't quite catch it all and hit it down there. And then I'm like, okay, here we go. And I actually absolutely flushed that Wilson. I smoked it and I was like, oh, this is going to look bad. This is going to play right into the My Golf Spy thing because it's going to be 20 yards past that one because I'm mostly because I didn't hit them the same, right? Right. And the robot testing that they did, you got to assume they all hit exactly
2: the same. Pretty much, yeah.
0: But this is non roll go out, this is, you know, whatever. I get out there, my miss with the Chrome Soft X was twenty yards further than my that, that rock. That yep. I so I, I don't know. I don't know. I'm not a robot. I'm just uh, you know, your mediocre, you know, single digit handicapper, but hey, uh it's longer for me. So anyway. I don't know what to say. interesting. And the golf ball around the greens is ridiculously good. I don't I don't I like I, do your research. Go out and hit it. See what see what you think.
2: You know, golf balls aren't judged solely alone by by how far they go off the tee. you got to judge a golf ball around greens and shots into greens and that kind of thing, too. So.
0: Right, but if I was giving up, as they were claiming, 15, 20 yards, 30 yards. You're not. Then, you, you know. But yeah. I, the guys I play with, most of them are better than me, and I hit it out there past them or with them. Mm-hmm. So if I was just getting left in the dust, I wouldn't play that ball. So, anyway, check it out. Try it for yourself. All right, back to uh, the uh, PGA Championship preview. We talked. We led with Jordan Spieth because yeah. this week, Byron Nelson being played at Trinity Forest. And, you know, it, look, they, they set up a Lynx golf course, which is a beautiful design that Mother Nature said, like like most of the country, we're going to have a wet spring. And you can't really have a lynx-y, a lynxy setup if it's soaking wet. Right. Unless you are set up on an actual Lynx turf, which... The ball, the water just drains off, and it's always Correct. sort of hard, right? Right. So, anyway, guys are taking advantage of it. We saw 61. Sung King. Yep. Just absolutely lit it up yesterday. Um, course
2: record. New course record. Yeah,
0: ties it. Yeah. Um, but it, it's. But, but it was impressive. I mean, what, what, what <laughs> can you say? I mean, it's it's ridiculous. And it was 50 degrees and blowing, yep. and it, it was not ideal. And conditions. he has four shot lead. Yeah, he's separated himself. We'll see what happens. I mean, the, the, the first round leader. Went out 63, came back with 77. So mm-hmm. we'll see. You know, it's it's tough to it's tough to continue to go low. Brooks Kepka is playing well. He's yes. right there, just four shots back. He's the defending champion next week at the PGA Championship. So uh, I think there's a lot of good storylines leading into this one. But I, I think none more interesting than Jordan Spieth, who is interesting with with as well as he played, getting to number one in the world and the way he just grabbed those the, our, our the headlines and did some just incredible stuff now finds himself struggling, and so he has to answer the questions every single time yes, he does. about where his game is and what the process and how is, is he getting frustrated. And so he finds himself in a precarious spot. He started to embrace that a little bit, but, man, having a good finish and then going in next week, and I, I kept thinking about it as I was watching him yesterday. You know, if he were to somehow come back, come, capture the, another major championship and complete the career Grand Slam, it all goes away.
2: It all goes away. Winning and that,
0: solves everything, doesn't yep, it?
2: Yeah, it sure does. Um yeah, your play and how, how well you play solves it all. You know, Jordan um, went from number one in the world, and he's now 39th in the world, and he's not had a finish better than tied for 23, 21st this year. This whole year, yeah. This whole year. So here he's kind of set himself up for, you know, his best finish of the year. But like I said, um, I think that Jordan Spieth really needs to play well today. So that he can so that he can back it up again uh, tomorrow uh, and and get himself in the top ten. He, currently he's tied for tenth, and uh, that would be a huge victory for him going into the the PGA Championship. Um, get him on a, a good frame of mind and, and that kind of thing going into PGA and uh, having that opportunity to win that golf tournament.
0: But that said, I think he is as you as you pointed out was definitely one of the long shots for sure. When you start oh, talking yeah. favorites. You start with the betting favorite and the guy who has won the first major of the year and oh by the way has four Wanamaker trophies: '99 uh, and 2000, 2006, 2007. Tiger Woods definitely, uh, along with defending champion Brooks Kepka. I think those are the, the that's where you got to start when you're talking about favorites going into next week.
2: Yeah, Jim Nance had a question and answer session, um, and he he basically said, you know what, you you guys are <clears throat> you guys are letting Brooks Kepka run under the radar again because nobody's talking about him. Everybody's talking about Tiger. And uh, Tiger and Brooks Kepka in the last two tournaments, they've swapped first and second. Um, you know, at the PGA Championship last year, Brooks finished first, Tiger second. At this year's Masters, uh, Tiger finished first, Brooks finished second. Um, and he even compared uh, Brooks Kepka's play to... Kind of some of the, kind of remotely, to some of the play of Tiger Woods in 2000 and 2001. Mm, wow! Um, so uh, he 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 wants to keep Brooks Koepka in, in the in the limelight, so to speak, and uh, and not not keep him under the under the radar. I guess so,
0: that and, and he d- d- deserves that respect. Yes, he does. For sure. Absolutely,
2: with how he's played. I mean, three three of the last what seven? I think yeah. I think three think of the that's... last seven, he's won. Yeah. As far as majors, and he's got five wins on the PGA Tour.
0: Well, look, he's played six PGA championships. Mm-hmm. His last five, his worst finish, is 15th, and he has right. three top fives, including a right. win.
2: Right, right.
0: So, I mean, other than the first one where I think he finished 70th, so he just made the cut and finished basically last. But outside of that, he's he's had top 15 finishes, three top fives, and a win. I mean, yeah. what do you say, right?
2: Yep. So, it's, I mean, it's, it's going to be interesting to see how things transpire at the PGA Championship. It's a big golf course. It's a golf course that fits right into his hands if he's playing well. There's a, there's some, some guys that hit it a long ways that are going to have an opportunity this this next week. To, to win the PGA Championship
0: We're going to talk more about that coming up uh, We'll get more into our PGA Preview But coming up next, it's a two-part interview With the Hall of Famer, Johnny Miller Live from Billy Casper, Billy Kids Tournament Down at San Diego Country Club we will hear from Johnny coming up next Thanks for joining us, this is Real Golf
1: Radio
4: Hey Travelers
5: 855-325-1780. That's 855-325-1780. Want to fly somewhere? Looking for cheap flights or cheap tickets? Salute cheapest prices on U.S. and international airline tickets and hotels. Call right now for prices so low they can't be published. Travel experts are here 24-7 to help. 800-754-4531. 800-754-4531. 800-754-4531. That's 800-754-4531. It has been said that everyone has a book in them.
1: Now, back to Real Golf Radio, talking golf back when 300-yard drives were big. For real. Here's Brian and Bob. And this segment is brought
0: to you by Odyssey, the number one putter in golf. There's been three major championships played so far in the U.S. this year. All three were the number one putter, and all three of them was Odyssey. It's the number one putter at major championships, WGC's and tour events worldwide, check out odysseygolf.com. Thank you for joining us here as we preview next week's PGA Championship. We're going to continue talking about that. And I'll tell you one of the things to look at. We talk about how big this golf course yeah. is. you got to go back and compare because this has hosted a couple of U.S. Opens. Uh huh. So you, even though the setup of the PGA and the time of the year will be slightly different, you got to look it back on And Lucas Glover most recently winning in 2009, Tiger 0-2. Right. 02. But I, I, you look at big big time golf courses and you think it's got to be a bomber. Lucas Glover was 25th in driving distance in 2009. That that's not to say that that he was a short hitter by any means. You're 25th. You're you're out of yeah. you're you're better than average. Yep. You know if you're driving out there you know that year, but but he's not the number one or top 10. No. So no. don't discount. It doesn't have to be, even though we're going to talk a lot about Tony Fino. And by the way, Tony, kind enough to spend some time with us, you'll hear from him on the back nine, hour number two, about his thoughts heading into Bethpage Black. But you don't have to be Tony Long to compete is what I'm saying.
2: No, not at all. Uh, you, you know, you've seen, uh, you've seen guys in the mix that, that weren't crazy long. Uh, you think about the last time they played it there and, and Lucas Glover won. You've got, you've got uh, Ricky Barnes. He hits it adequate. No, he's but pretty he's, long. But he's, he's, yeah. not, he's not top 10 long. Phil Mickelson is not temp, top 10 long. Um, so,
0: well, you Mike Weir opened up with 64 in the first that's round. That's right. I think he's he top 10. there's another guy. So, and that guy's got, I mean, where's he, even back then, had to been in the outside the top 100 probably in driving right, distance. Right, but he
2: was still probably <clears throat> a little above average or maybe average as far as distance was concerned. So, it's a golf course that... Uh, it's got three par five or three par three par fours that should be par fives because they're <laughs> all over five hundred yards, um, and it's a golf course that's going to play seventy four hundred yards. So it's. Uh, well, it's that's going to be distance. a great test.
0: Mo- most likely it's going to play longer
2: due to the wet conditions, yes, right? no doubt about it. it. It will definitely play longer because of conditions. Yeah,
0: yeah for sure. All right, we'll get into tee times, talk about some, again, the the, the favorites, the storylines uh, going into this one uh, coming up. But uh, first, as we mentioned, we had an opportunity to sit down with Johnny Miller. I mean, Johnny's been kind enough to join the show over the years, the 20 years we've been doing Real Golf Radio. He's been uh, fantastic to give us his time. And he's, you know, one of my favorite interviews that we that we do. And we had a chance to sit with him in, at San Diego Country Club. He was there helping out with um, your dad's tournament, which mm-hmm. benefits uh, your foundation, your dad's foundation that he started, um, Billy's Kids. And uh, so we're sitting there in the Billy Casper Grill at San Diego Country Club, which is just a gem. I absolutely love San Diego Country Club. Such a such a great golf course. And visiting with Johnny Miller, which was a treat. Here's the first of a two-part interview with uh, the Hall of Famer Johnny Miller pleased to be sitting here in the Billy Casper Grill at San Diego Country Club. It's the annual Billy's Kids Golf Classic. And Johnny Miller, the Hall of Famer, kind enough to stop by. And uh, it's good to see you, John.
6: Yeah, it's good to be here and honor Billy and Billy's Kids, his good charity here. And I've heard about this uh, fundraiser for a lot of years. I think it's like the 29th year or something. And so it's a beautiful day here. And Nice to see you two also here.
0: It's good It's good to be here. So we haven't caught up to you since uh, retirement, and uh, I, I, I take that as a good thing that you're uh, laying low and trying to get some rest. Is that the case, or are you still as busy as ever?
6: It hasn't felt like any retirement. My uh, Unfortunately, my sister passed away right after I retired mm-hmm. from NBC, and just dealing with all that was... You know, not only was I grieving, but I mean, just I'm the executor. so and then just um you know, thinking about selling our our horse ranch. and there's just too much going on. I hope in about six months, maybe I can ask a few people how you retire because I don't think I'll ever really really retire. So
2: you talked about Dad's event and that kind of thing. Um, tell us about your relationship with my dad when you first got on tour, that kind of thing and and what that meant to you with your career and and you personally.
6: Yeah, I was uh, born and raised in the church, but uh, I when I qualified for the U.S. Open um, in 1966 at Olympic Club, uh, Billy was just a new member with with Shirley and um, uh, the church, and you know he he just took me under his wing. Of course, he ended up having an amazing seven downs, when, seven strokes down, nine holes to go against Arnold Palmer, who was breaking the U.S. Open scoring record, and Billy shot 32 the uh, final nine and caught. Arnold and beat him the next day and I was at the prize giving the, that day and uh, Billy knew that I was um, you know, BYU All-American and Mormon and uh, he sort of took me under his wing there and we we'd developed really almost like a, a brother, little brother uh, relationship and did a lot of firesides all over the place, all over the world and outings and his manager was my manager and so um, we we um, we just were really close, uh, you know, and the whole family, including <laughs> you, Bobby, and everybody everybody else. So, yeah, it was more than that, too. He would play a lot of the practice rounds with me and at the Masters, always played practice round together, and um, gave me a lot of good wisdom, and I just watched him. My dad always told me, taught me that the best lessons have very little to do with words, and just watch the mannerisms and how a pro really acts, and he had like the first real pre-shot routine. It was very fast, but you know, if anybody bothered him, he'd just he'd put the head cover uh, club in the bag, head cover back on it, get out the yardage book or whatever, and talk to Dell Taylor, Scaddy, and then he'd do the whole thing over again. I was like, man, Billy's crazy. Why is he doing all that stuff? And but he was like an auto Tom. He was he it was ahead of his time and. Um, Uh, and uh, of course a phenomenal player he didn't get the credit that he deserves but the greatest hands I think I've ever seen in the game, the touch and feel and this, you know, like a 60 foot putty it averaged like a foot and a half from the hole and, you know, he was just uh, always tap-ins, either tap-ins or he'd make it just the most amazing distance control
0: What's your favorite Billy Casper story? I mean, obviously the one to come back and beat Arnold was, was is tough to beat. But do you have another uh, favorite story from from watching him play or or otherwise?
6: Well, probably the story was more like I came on tour and I you know I did pretty well. I mean, I had chances to win, and finally um, right before. Around 1973, I, I got tired of never being able to beat t- uh, Billy in the 72-hole tournament. I just could not beat him in a nice way. We were f- obviously like family, but he was so consistent and so good, and it was like, how am I ever going to beat this guy? He's just so good. And then finally, I, I guess my my time had come in '73 uh, when I won the U.S. Open and the World Cup, and and then '74 I won nine times. And uh, but you know, it was he really in the most wonderful way really made me lengthen my stride and push me to keep getting better so that someday I could beat him you know because I knew if I could beat Billy I could beat almost anybody and and that wasn't even in Billy's prime at that time it was more near the end of his career uh, best best years but still he was an amazing player and um um just he would always, the probably the best thing he'd ever did for me is He'd go, hey, this is Johnny Miller. This guy's going to be a great player. And this is when hardly anybody knew me. You know, when I first came on tour. But that's that's what, what he it was like a sentence that he would say that every time. I was thinking, man, if Billy thinks I'm going to be a great player, you know, that is big. That was a big confidence boost for me.
2: You know, it's interesting. Um, when you won that, that U.S. Open, uh, I can remember my dad. He, he didn't play that year. And I can remember my dad being so proud of you and, and you you doing that um, I know he would appreciate you being here mm. um, for this event so it means a lot to our family mm. um, and uh, we appreciate you being here but um, what I was going to say is that um, dad, dad was a guy that, that always got himself around a golf course with course management is that one of the things that, that you learned from him as far as getting the golf ball around the golf course
6: You know, Billy played such smart golf I played very aggressive golf I'm, he never could get it through my head not to floor it so to speak <laughs> I was a pin seeker you know where Billy was with his great putter he didn't need to hit it so close to the hole and so his way of playing was my, my way of playing was if I really had a good week I could win by 6, eight, ten shots at times because I was so aggressive but I had a lot of car wrecks you know what I mean so if I had learned to do that I would have learned to do that in majors like jack nicholas and billy where you you know he took the gamble out of going for you know flag sticks all the time i would have won more majors but um um uh, but just you know a lot of other things i, I picked up uh, from billy the just the beautiful tempo and the way you uh, analyze a golf course and but i, I was you know I, was a, I used to drag race and race uh, cars and go fast and billy was more of a sort of a -a plug-alonger, you know, but I learned from that. He he helped temper me a little bit, so I would say that uh, that helped a lot, just watching how he took a golf course apart, but he did it a lot with his short game, where I I, I wasn't too interested in practicing my short game, which I should have, but I should have learned more, but, you know, everybody is hard-headed in some areas, so... (laughs) <laughs> that's the way it was
0: <laughs> Johnny Miller joining us here at the Billy uh, Casper Memorial Golf tournament the uh, Billy Billy's kids uh, event here at San Diego Country Club so there's been a lot that's happened since we last spoke with you and uh, the last time we talked it was a really really great interview to talk about you and your career especially with the broadcasting and and all that went along with it since that time uh, Tigers come back and won the masters uh, you know we we talked about this and over the years and it's almost uh, you know I, I didn't think we'd see the day that he would be able to come Back not only from the physical stuff, but the emotional and mental stuff that he's gone through over the last 10 years. Pretty remarkable. How would you kind of characterize what what we witnessed at Augusta last month?
6: Well, if you really analyze his major championships the last... What well, three majors he's been right near the leader at the lead on all of them and then of course when i was still announcing for NBC, he wins the tour championship the final event and his swing was so amazingly good i mean it was better than almost when he was in his prime he used to have a lot of squat down and then he would come up and his left shoulder would pop up and he'd block it to the right a lot now his swing i think is the best it's ever been and um i guess is fusing fusing his back uh um maybe made him swing a little more stable you know he doesn't do so much gyrations and hopping around on uh, in the impact area and so his swing looks fantastic he isn't trying to swing too hard even though he does have a lot of club head speed up to 125 miles an hour but he doesn't do that anymore uh at the masters he dialed it way back and just hit it where almost like tour average but uh uh, he, as Jolicova said, he worked his rear off uh, to get back to the point where he is now. And, you know, it's funny because even when he was coming close in those majors, all the young guys like Kepka and Rose and all these guys, they they like, yeah, it's nice to have this novelty out here, Tiger Woods, you know. <laughs> you, know he, you know, he can't really win, but you know, he's fun, the gallery comes out more, and you know, now, now he's Tiger's sort of getting the last laugh because all of a sudden now, watch out, Tiger's back, you know. So I don't know how many more years he's got, but he could have a pretty good run uh, if he can stay healthy. And, um, you know, he just got... The way he took apart that last nine, he didn't play very well, the front nine. He was three down with 12 holes to go to the field Sunday uh, afternoon at Augusta. But the way he played that back nine, he was so smart. Every shot was put right like a Billy Casper round. He put it like on 12. 12 became uh, the hole that won him the Masters, no doubt about it, with Kepka going in the drink and Poulter going in the drink. And, um, you know, four guys went into the, the, the water there at Phoenix. Um, and you know that hole, he won the Masters sort of on that 12th hole, and then of course he finished it off fantastically. But that 12th hole was the turning point, no doubt. But Tiger played almost left of the middle bunker. Mm-hmm. You're supposed to aim at the middle bunker, and all those other guys, you know, and and um, the other players that were right up there, they were aiming, you know, 10 feet left of the hole, which is is just not a smart move when the wind's into your face, which it you know, was gusting a little bit. So that 12th hole, he should take a picture of that and kiss it every morning morning i tell you when he wakes up
0: <laughs> <laughs> johnny like
6: <laughs> oh that was awesome
0: he started cracking up uh, that's that's for the first of a two-parter with johnny we'll take a short break we'll come back and you'll hear more about as we transition now to the pga championship and what he expects to see at beth page and uh and beyond yeah johnny miller continue with the next right here on real golf radio
2: Chrome Soft isn't just another tour ball, it's the golf ball that's changing how tour balls are made. When Callaway made a low compression, low spin tour ball, others said they might be onto something and tried doing the same, but they can't. Because Chrome Soft is the only ball engineered with a graphene infused dual soft fast core for serious speed and unbelievable control around the greens. See for yourself why everyone is playing and loving Chrome Soft. Order the ball that changed the ball at CallawayGolf.com.
0: Callaway's new Apex irons redefine players' irons. Unmatched feel, distance, and control have been forged to perfection to deliver category-defining performance. Apex irons are the ultimate forged player's distance iron. Callaway's 360 face cups generate industry-leading distance, unmatched feel, and will get every golfer's attention. Tungsten weighting in each iron fine-tunes launch, trajectory, and delivers tremendous control. See perfection in every shot with the new Apex at your local golf retailer or visit CallawayGolf.com and see what makes Callaway the number one irons in golf.
3: At the first tee, oh, it's the little things in life we pick up.
7: Hey, thank you.
3: That make for a successful future. Thank you. You're welcome. Thanks.
8: Oh, you dropped this.
3: Because little things can carry a big impact Sorry. both on and off the course. Hey, thanks. To learn more, visit thefirsttee.org.
2: The new OGO Alpha Convoy Golf Bags set a new standard for what cart bags should be. The new OGO Shadow
0: Fuse 304 Stand Bag is ultra-sleek, but there's nothing simple about it. The OGO
2: Alpha is inspired by tactical military gear and high-performance equipment from the outdoor industry.
0: While the Shadow's integrated design and finest performance materials work seamlessly to deliver absolute efficiency for unmatched performance. Both are
2: in stores now, or check it out at OGO.com. Your hands, with the grip, they form the connection between you and your club. In a game where feel is so important to playing your very best, great shots begin with a great grip.
4: For every golfer who wants to play better, there's a Lampkin grip.
9: We just changed the putter. Now you need to change yours. A multi-material shaft enabled a radical shift in weight distribution, resulting in a putter designed to improve your actual stroke. Because a better stroke helps make more putts. This is a stroke of genius. Stroke Lab from Odyssey, the number one putter in golf.
1: You're listening to Brian Taylor and Bob Casper, talking golf since Jordan Spieth was in first grade.
10: Real You've started
4: it.
1: That's Real Golf Radio. All right, welcome back
0: to the show. Brian and Bob with you. Thanks for joining us. PGA Championship Preview Edition of Real Golf Radio. Be sure to get out to our website, realgolfradio.com. Better yet, go follow us on Twitter. Come on, man, give us a follow. Love to have you on board. At Real Golf is where you can catch us, and uh, we'll be tweeting and uh, giving our thoughts and insights and opinions all next week during the PGA Championship. From last to next, that's what they should have come up with, the, the, the little logo, Bob. Yeah. From last to next, the move to May. <laughs> you like that? I just came up with that. I, I, should, have, I should write headlines or, or you should. something, right? Yeah. The move to May. From last to next. All right. Beth Page Black, of course, hosting next week. Uh, Lu- Lucas Glover winning in 2009, the last time a major was hosted there uh, in the U.S. Open uh, edition at Beth Page Black. Brooks Kepka, the defending champion from Bell Reef Country Club in St. Louis a year ago, not quite a year ago, last August. Mm hmm. Uh, We'll continue talking about that. Favorites go through the tee times, uh, pairings, things like that uh, still to come. Uh, Also, Tony Fino, the caddy, joining us on the back nine. But first, we continue with our conversation with Johnny Miller. Always a pleasure to sit down with the Hall of Famer as we move into his thoughts on uh, the PGA Championship and uh, what maybe to expect uh, at Bethpage next week.
2: You know, Brian and I were talking about the 12th hole the other day. Um, that's the hole that that definitely can't win you the Masters, but it's the hole that you can definitely lose the Masters on. And, the, and like you said, those four
6: guys hit it in the water there. I think you know from the tee, it looks like Race Creek is parallel to the hole, but if you look at it closely, Race Creek is diagonal. So the more left side is way shorter to the hole front left pin versus the right pin because it's a diagonal to you. So if you don't, if you're not aiming, if you're aiming right of that middle bunker there, you're you're asking for trouble. And, you, and all those guys, is, the last thing you want to do is underclub. Not only did they aim wrong because I watched them aim right at that bunker, they underclub. So I mean, they did both things that you're not supposed to do. Do, but the temptation of that little hole sucked <laughs> him right in. You know, it, it, that just that was that was the tournament right there. You know, Molinari. You know, he, he sees these balls go in the water, and you know he's going ten feet left of the hole. And of course, he went in the drink, and he was really the big challenge for Tiger. I thought, and then he went into the water again on 15. So it was a great Masters, but uh, Tiger got a lot of help there. I mean, and he really did. I mean, he played well, but, when, uh, but he got a lot of help from guys that maybe didn't have the experience to play correctly.
0: Yeah, well, you got it to 14 years since he last won a, a green jacket, and then for him to get four guys, as you said, around him to fall to Ray's Creek, that's pretty pretty helpful and, uh, and impressive. But man, the way he came back. Alright, so we got Beth Page coming up. Uh, this is the new switch in the schedule, right? So we got PGA in May, and then followed by the U.S. Open in June. You, you were there in, you know, I think from both of the U.S. Opens there in, 02 and, or, yeah, in uh, 2002 and 2009. Tiger and Lucas Glover both winning. What, What's your uh, recollections of, of Beth Page, and what what are your expectations this year?
6: Yeah, Beth Page is a big, brutal golf course, um, and Tigers won there, and um, he had a great... in '02, and he had a great back nine there to, to win that open, and and then of course Pebble, he's the greatest golf ever played was there in 2000 when he won by what was it 15 shots, yeah. and, and um, so he's got to be feeling pretty darn good. He has I don't know how much he's played Port Rush in Ireland, but uh, for the British Open, uh, but you know he loves majors, and right now, you know if you picked against him in a major right now, you probably Asking for trouble unless you pick Kepka, who's won three majors, which is sort of crazy since he's only won a couple other tournaments. But uh, yeah, it's it's going to be pretty exciting. The major championships coming up.
0: Rory McIlroy just turned 30, uh, 15 wins on tour, four major championships. Probably put a little pressure on himself to complete the career grand slam there at Augusta, but what's your take on Rory? And I mean, that's a heck of a heck of a 20s, right, for, for anybody uh, to get that many wins and that
6: many majors. Yeah, he did it in his early 20s. He hasn't won for a while, right? He hasn't won a major for several years, right? <laughs> so, I mean, he did it when he was young and spry and... Yeah, you know, some of those were by multiple shots, but uh, he's got so much ability. The only thing uh, Augusta, I said one time, it wasn't very popular, but I said they ought to rename the Masters the Augusta Spring Putting Championship because usually it goes to the great putters. Yeah, you know, it, and. Um, Um, And Rory has times when he can putt really well. Um, When he was working with Stockton for a while, that hinge and hold worked really well. But now I guess he's working with Faxon where he try not to think of anything. And so his putting is a little bit better. But still, Augusta is really a putter's championship, no doubt. Even though it's important to hit your irons where you should, you still got all those putts that have, you know, the average 10-footer at Augusta, if you have 100 putts, breaks about six inches. So not only do you have to hit it where you're aiming, you have to hit the perfect speed. Otherwise, if you hit it easy, you miss it low, or you hit it high, you miss it high. So it's doubly difficult to make those versus, let's say at the Houston Open, every putt's inside the hole, so if you hit it too hard, it doesn't matter. If you hit it easy, it doesn't matter. So it makes a big difference when you have greens that break a lot like Oakmont. You have to dial in the perfect speed with it. And Rory is, you know, his putter's not the strongest part, but boy, he can flat drive the ball and he is pound for pound and for size is the longest hitter on tour
0: you've been working with uh, a young um, LPGA I guess seeking player tell us a little bit I saw saw the story online and it was it was a really really well done kind of a neat thing tell us how that all got started and and a little bit about her
6: yes Lucy Lee she lives down by Palo Alto um, and um, her parents got her going in golf uh, young uh, early and she is just a little little gal, but uh, she is just an amazing player. She um, she came to me about, I guess it was three or four years ago, and came up to Silverado. Her parents wanted to listen to me on TV and thought I was maybe the guy, the sage to go see about helping her get keep getting better. And so I worked with her on and off uh, for the last, I guess, about four years now. And um, she was the first... Uh, girl, I'd ever seen a junior player that could hit a three wood and take a divot after the ball and hit it high. I, you know, it's just that you just don't see that. Yeah. I, I mean, actually, could take a divot with a three wood and still get height. And um, she would practice a second one two move where you, you hold the angle until you get to your right, right side, your right hip, and then we release it really late. And she could, the sound that she makes. When she strikes the ball, it's just it's it's different than you know almost any of the girls. But now, of course, she's a teenager, and um, but she has had a she's got an injury right now to her left thumb, so she can't play too much golf right now. But um, she was ranked number one, I think, amateur number two, in in the in the country there for a while. But she's a lot of fun to watch and very smart, very bright. And um, we'll see what happens. The only thing can hold her back possibly is is uh, the LPGA is a lot of the best players are really big girls they're tall girls and there's a big advantage to having some height you know it's just hard to, hard to not be a long hitter and, um, and still be a great champion even though you do have some, some uh, exceptions to that um, on, on the tour so we'll see how she does
2: so it's kind of that way in in the game now. There's not, I mean, a lot of guys that are tall, a lot of women that are tall too. So the game's kind of gone that direction. Mm-hmm. Do you, do you like the state of the game right now on all the tours, um, with with the young guys kind of taking over, where and filling that void when Tiger was out of the mix. Now Tiger coming back into the mix, winning a major championship. Do you like the state of the game? I do. It's just the
6: if there's one problem with the game is that there's so much money out there even if you don't win if you're you know finishing third or fifth or sixth that you get lulled into this is fantastic you know i'm making so much money and you know if I win, fine. That's a bonus, you know. And they're, they're almost the thinking is it's almost an a, it's an accident if you do win. And versus in our era, there was no money unless you won, and that would get you endorsements. So you had to win a lot to separate yourself. So the motivation is, yeah, I want to win. But it's sort of like this is a great show. I got a private jet. You know, I got a couple of houses. You know, I just got loaded with money and friends. And you know, it's, I don't know how if they're hungry. As the generation of Billy's time, when and even before Billy's time, when guys had to share purses with three or four guys just to stay out there. But um, so it'll be interesting. But as far as the guys working hard, they do work hard. They're in the gym a lot. They eat better food. They're they're uh, they're very dedicated. There's no doubt about it. But uh, you got to play to win. You know, I, I think not just play to place. And uh, so. But there are, there are great players out there, no doubt about it. So I'd say the game is in pretty good shape. And the, the junior programs all over the country and the collegiate programs are just pumping out these super fine players. These guys coming off the collegiate um, circuit to go straight on to tour, and they're, they're, ready, they're ready to make uh, hay, so to speak, when they're young. So you're going to see more and more young players uh, excelling.
0: Well, Johnny, we appreciate you taking a few minutes with us. I'd ask you how your game is, but I'd have to refer to your fishing game probably because I'm guessing you haven't picked up a golf club
6: anytime soon, huh? No, I've got a lot of injuries, but for some reason when I'm fishing, I don't feel one of them. <laughs> they all go away when I'm fishing. <laughs> and you guys are good fishermen yourselves, so it's fun to go do that with you guys. So let's go. To, let's get on the stream, huh?
0: Uh, sounds good. Hey, thanks so much for your time, and thanks for being out here and supporting uh there you go. That was Johnny Miller at the Billy Casper Youth Foundation, Billy's Kids Tournament, San Diego Country Club on Monday. Really nice of him to come out there. He signed autographs, took pictures with guys and visited and you know, it was just it was nice of him to, to be there. Obviously. Yeah. Your dad was that that was his domain, if you will. And yep. uh, with him not being around anymore it was cool that Johnny stepped in and helped out.
2: Yeah, fun to have him. Fun to have you know, we had a putting contest before we teed off and that kind of thing. Johnny was out there on the putting green with everybody and kind of giving some little putting lessons to a few people and that kind of thing. It was pretty fun.
0: That ratcheted up the pressure a little bit when Johnny's watching you putt. You wonder yeah. what he's going to say.
2: Yeah. <laughs> he What's gave his... my grandson a putting lesson. Did he? Yeah. Nice. Yeah.
0: Yeah, That's priceless stuff right there.
2: Yeah, it's good stuff.
0: Uh, you know, I mean, everybody knows Johnny for his Hall of Fame broadcast career, but, I mean, you're talking about a guy that won 25 times on the PGA yep. Tour.
2: a couple majors.
0: Yeah. Yep. couple opens there. That's pretty cool stuff. So, All right, we'll take a short break. We'll continue PGA Championship Preview Edition of Real Golf Radio next.
11: Hi, I'm Brent Brown. When I opened Brent Brown Toyota in 1999, I never dreamed that in 2016 would be Utah's number one volume new car dealership. And in early 2017, when we became the number one Metro Toyota dealership in the entire United States in customer loyalty, you can imagine how proud I was of my team. Simply put, no other dealer in Utah, or in the entire region for that matter, has as many repeat customers as Brent Brown Toyota in Orem. At Brent Brown Toyota, bending over backwards isn't just a slogan, it's our mission. And just because you get our low prices doesn't mean you have to give up on great service after the sale. In fact, people drive from all over Utah and beyond to get our incredible deals, and then they send their friends and family. You don't become number one in the nation by taking advantage of people and then never seeing them again excellence both during and after the sale is what keeps our customers coming back again and again that's probably why time magazine recently selected us as the quality dealer of the year for utah so if it's time to buy a new car why not buy from the best brent brown toyota and Orem.
4: hey travelers
5: 800 223
0: 800-223-0992. That's 800-223-0992. Uh, I mean, come on. The Masters is the Masters. It's an institution. Yep. It's the best one out there. Yep. So you might as well just be okay to play. You'd be second fiddle. It's okay.
2: PGA Championship has all 100 of the top 100 players in the world committed to play. See, now that's saying something right there. Yep. Yeah. The
0: all-professional field, when you throw 20 PGA uh, professionals in there, not to take anything away from it, it's great that they get mm-hmm. the opportunity, and that's what the PGA of America, the organization, is. Right. So I'm all about it. I love it. But to try to say that that somehow is uh, stronger than having amateurs in there, I don't, I'm not so sure. Yeah. Um, my guess is the reigning U.S. amateur champ most likely can dust the most of the PGA top 20 guys <laughs> that are playing.
2: I, I could get some flack for that. Yeah, you, you might get some flack for that, but I, I... – kind of agree with you.
0: Yeah, it's, I'm just saying. Yeah, I mean, what did we have, a 16-year-old?
2: Shoot. Did you see that? <laughs> 16-year-old in California shot 61.
0: In the qualifier? In the qualifier. Wow.
2: Yeah. How you doing? So, won it by six shots.
0: Well, not surprising. Yeah. 61. Yeah.
2: Yeah, it was, it, it was pretty interesting. He won by six shots and... Um, Clay Sieber is from is going to be a freshman at Long Beach State, and Chris Gilman from PGA Tour Latino America. They finished second at 67, and he shot 61.
0: Just a high school kid. Yeah, 16 years old. Y- you might hear about him later. Yep. Stay tuned, Tony Finau, the caddy, and more on the back nine next.
4: Say Radio News with Wendy King.
10: President Trump saying in an interview with Politico that he doesn't consider North Korea's recent launch of short-range missiles a breach of trust. He downplayed it, saying it was very standard stuff. The chairman of the House Judiciary Committee says Special Counsel Robert Mueller won't appear before his committee next week. According to the New York Times, President Trump's former lawyer, Don McGahn, was asked by the White House to declare the president never obstructed justice, but he declined to comply. House Intelligence Committee member Rajna Krishnamurthy. The
1: president right now is thumbing his nose at the American people in not answering any of these subpoenas or having people testify on Capitol Hill, um, and we cannot have that. The other question that comes up is what are they trying to hide? What is behind this refusal
12: to comply with basic requests for information? This is USA Radio News. It's amazing but true. When it comes to one of America's biggest household expenditures, health care, a lot of people think they've got no choice. People are used to thinking we have to do it this way, but they don't. Yes, you have the freedom to choose an alternative with your health care. It's MediShare, and it costs way less than the alternatives. The typical family saves $500 a month, not a year, a month. And if you're single, this can save you a lot too. And let's face it, a big reason MediShare is 400,000 people strong it just works. They've shared over $3 billion in medical bills, so they can help share your needs, too. Joining MediShare for so many people is one of those things that makes you say, why didn't I do this before? So, yes, the time has come for something better. Look into joining MediShare and see why so many people are opting out of the old way and into the new. Why not look into this? Just call 855 90 That's 855-90-PSALM. 855
10: 90 The Army Corps of Engineers says torrential downpours have led to flood control structures opening in Louisiana for an unprecedented second time this year. Major General Richard Kaiser explains what opening those facilities will accomplish.
13: By opening up and letting pressure off the river at this point, we're reducing pressure on the levees in New Orleans proper and all the way into the Gulf. So most of the people that live on either side of the levees won't even
10: have an idea that this is going on. It's the end of National Small Business Week, USA's CRISPR. Barnes has more.
6: A study from Salesforce designed to coincide with National Small Business Week finds a generational trend when it comes to small businesses in America these days. Younger people seem more interested than older ones in starting small businesses. The study also finding that small business persons using more and more technology but still have trouble finding workers and time to get the work done. For
14: USA Radio News, I'm Chris Barnes.
10: You're listening to USA Radio News. This weekend, it's time to celebrate the person who brought you into this world. Many people don't know how Mother's Day came to be. Suffragist and writer Julia Ward Howe first suggested the idea of Mother's Day in the U.S. in 1872. Howe was a pacifist and saw the holiday as a chance to unite women and rally for peace. For many years, she held an annual Mother's Day meeting in Boston. West Virginia activist Anna Jarvis is credited with creating the holiday. In 1908, Jarvis campaigned for a national observance of the holiday in honor of her mother, who was a community health advocate. Her mother had organized several Mother's Day work clubs that addressed child rearing and public health issues. Later, Jarvis said she was disillusioned by how the floral and greedy card companies capitalized on the holiday. She said she regretted starting it. It became an official U.S. holiday in 1914 when President Woodrow Wilson proclaimed the second Sunday in May as a day to celebrate our mothers. At first, people wrote letters to their mothers. Later, cards, presents, and flowers were incorporated into the tradition. This year, Mother's Day spending is estimated to total $25 billion, according to the National Retail Federation. At least three Hollywood production companies have said they're not going to shoot films in Georgia because of a new law which bans abortion once a fetal heartbeat can be detected. For USA Radio News, I'm Wendy King.
15: Thank <laughs> you.
1: the second nine the finishing holes the closing stretch it starts now here's the back nine our number two of real golf radio with the steady stripe it down the middle make every putt because it's in your blood bob casper and that better lucky than good handled dragon flipper brian taylor is brian and bob Welcome in, hour
0: number two, the back nine of Real Golf Radio. Brian Taylor, Bob Casper with you. Thanks for joining us next week. It's the 101st PGA Championship at Bethpage Black in Farmingdale, New York. Should be a great crowd, and uh, we're welcome in this hour. Well, the guy that's just walking through the door right now, Tony Finau, who is definitely one of the favorites going into next week. Uh, He says, hey, what's up? Uh, He is going to join us. We had a chance to visit with him yesterday morning about his thoughts on the upcoming PGA Championship. Uh, he was out to, at a golf course up in uh, outside of Park City called Red Ledges, Jack Nicklaus designed, playing with Marky Mark,
2: Mark Wahlberg,
0: little lefty out there uh, yep. teeing it up with Tony and, yep. and his brother Gipper, and uh, looked like fun. You can check out his uh, social media stuff for more on that. But uh, yeah, so he's chatting with us, then he's going teeing it up with Marky Mark, and then. Uh, Went and did a little junior clinic at our home club there at Mm -hmm. Alpine Country Club. And it looks like he's getting a little golf in this morning ahead of headed out to, I think he said he's leaving tomorrow.
2: Yes, To get out
0: to Bethpage and and start his practice. So, you know, he played, Tony played in the event um, when it was in the playoffs a couple years ago and tied for 12th, I believe, or finished Mm -hmm. 12th. It was really the only time he's seen the golf course, but he just remembers it being long. Anyway, you'll hear Tony talk about that coming up here in about 20 minutes. The caddy will stop by as well. And he'll give us his thoughts as we look at this uh, golf course and how it's set up for the PGA Championship versus maybe how it was set up for U.S. Open's past.
2: Yeah. You know, U.S. Open, the traditional setups are, are faster and firmer and that kind of thing. The last time they played it there in 2009, remember, it was like – you didn't, you never knew what day it was. As, start oh, and stop. Start, start and yeah. stop, yeah. I mean, it, it, it was sloggy, rainy, mucky. It was terrible. Um, and so – this golf course is going to play a little bit softer. Um, you know, the the caddy sent me a, a couple of uh, shots of the of the golf course. I asked him how it was, and he says it's too it's too soft right now. So maybe they've dried it out a little bit if they can. But that's the thing that's uh, going to be interesting is the golf course is going to play longer, even longer than the 74, almost 7,500 yards yeah, because no of the moisture.
0: Yep. Stay tuned. We'll continue next. Callaway isn't just pushing the boundaries of driver technology, they're pushing ball speed further than humanly possible. The new epic flash driver with flash face technology features Callaway's first ever driver face engineered with artificial intelligence. By harnessing this power, Callaway was able to create, test, and refine over 15,000 different faces to find the absolute fastest one – The way speed is created has been completely transformed. Learn more at CallawayGolf.com slash AI.
7: The new Chrome Soft is better from tee to green. To maximize control, you need a ball with a soft, thin cover. Chrome Soft has a tour urethane cover, which feels incredible. Under the cover is the mantle. The guys in R&D at Callaway have tuned this layer to produce a more penetrating ball flight from 50 to 125 yards. Distance control in the scoring zone is everything. More control means more birdies. And I like birdies. This is the Dual Soft Fast Core. So what does it do? It produces ultra-low spin off the driver for incredibly fast ball speed. Yet the core is still soft enough for you to compress the ball off the long irons. It's extremely soft and extremely fast. That's the secret behind Chrome Soft. The new Chrome Soft from Callaway. It's the ball that changed the ball.
9: We just changed the putter. Now you need to change yours. A multi-material shaft enabled a radical shift in weight distribution, resulting in a putter designed to improve your actual stroke. Because a better stroke helps make more putts. This is a stroke of genius. Stroke Lab from Odyssey, the number one putter in golf.
3: At the first tee. We believe a good grip can be the foundation for success both on and off the golf course. We don't just teach golf. We teach life skills. And help drive young people to be the next generation of great mentors. To learn more, visit firstd.org
2: Big Bertha. It's an iconic name, some of the longest and straightest clubs in all of golf. Well, now the legend just got even easier to hit. The new Big Bertha irons from Callaway are powered by a suspended energy core, a totally new construction to deliver easy launch, long, consistent distance with incredible sound and feel. This is by far Callaway's easiest to launch distance iron ever. Get big time distance now. Experience Big Bertha irons today at your local golf shop Or at CallawayGolf.com.
1: Now back to Real Golf Radio with Brian and Bob.
0: All right, welcome back in. Brian and Bob with you on this uh, 101st PGA Championship Preview Edition of Real Golf Radio. Thanks for joining us uh, at Real Golf is Twitter handle. Give us a follow there. Love for you to uh, jump on board, and always good to visit with you there. Um, this segment, by the way, is brought to you by uh, Callaway Golf and the new Chrome Soft, Chrome Soft X. Chrome Soft X, by the way, with triple track technology is available. It's what Phil Mickelson used to win at Pebble Beach, and, you know, it's got uh, the dual soft fast core with graphene infused. Um, you got triple track on there, which you. By the way, deal. What do you think of the triple track? I like it because you're kind of, you're sort of an old guy traditionalist. You don't like some of this newfangled stuff, you know? No,
2: I like, I like hey, I, I always pretty, did lines. Good, huh? I always did lines on my golf balls to um, for alignment as far as putting and that kind of thing is concerned. So yeah, I just, I just need to tinker with a little bit.
0: I like it. I mean, it yeah. To me, it helps me see the break, helps me line that thing up. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, yeah, um, Chrome Soft. It's the only ball to give you unheard of combination of crazy long distance with incredibly soft feel. And uh, as we said, the new Chrome Soft X has that triple track technology. Get the ball that changes the ball today at callawaygolf.com. All right, Bob, continuing with our, our PGA preview, let's, let's look at some of the pairings here. Some of the notables, going off 10, 7.40 in the morning on Thursday, Sergio Garcia, Justin Thomas, and Adam Scott. Uh, So they're going early, late. Uh, They go off number one at uh, 1.05 on Friday. Um, Not far behind them, you have Ricky Fowler, Bubba Watson, Justin Rose, Xander Shoffley, Hideki Matsuyama, Alex Noren, Brooks Koepka, Francesco Molinari, and Tiger Woods would be the group of major championship, current major championship winners, going off at uh, 10 on Thursday morning at 8.24, and then uh, 1.49 for the primetime coverage on Friday afternoon off of the first tee. Tony Fino, as we just mentioned, uh, he goes off at 12.43 um, off of one on Thursday, and then he's uh, early, so he's got the late early. He's opposite, interestingly enough, of uh, that that mm-hmm. group there. So, should That's one correct. of them get the better half of the draw, uh, that 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 will be interesting to see. But Tony's playing with Billy Horschel and Ian Poulter. Uh, you also have John Rom, Dustin Johnson. And Jordan Spieth that are on that part of the wave as well. So again, kind of interesting to see if if weather does play a factor, you you could see some separation there between between those groups. But let's go back to this. You know, mention some of those names, Bob. What what stands out? What do you expect? Uh, You know, let's let's start with that first group there of Sergio. It's not the first group of the day, but the first notable group I think is Sergio, JT, Adam Scott. What's your thoughts on those three?
2: Well, you know, uh, Adam Scott had. had a decent run at the Masters, Sergio. Um,
0: Sergio and the New York crowds don't have a great
2: history. No, they don't. And he's played here. Well, he's played well here before, he but that was when he was doing all that. Remember, they were the counting his waggles. Yeah,
0: and then he ended up flipping them off. Yeah. So not not like I said, not a lot of love lost between those two.
2: Well, and I and then the other thing I think is Justin Thomas. He's a guy that gets up for the PGA Championship. His dad, he, you know, he's won the PGA. Yeah. Won it two years ago. His dad is a PGA member uh, as far as a, a teaching pro is concerned and that kind of thing. So I think Justin Thomas will get up for this one.
0: I, well, I think JT is a, a definite factor. Yeah. He's one of the guys that uh, you have yep. to look at. That group of uh, Ricky Fowler, Bubba Watson, and Justin Rose, it's a little bit of... Uh, the Beatles meets uh, the Golf Boys, uh, you know, because Ricky and Bubba, they were a former Golf Boys band, right? Oh,
2: that's funny. Had a
0: little English flair there with, yeah. the, with Team Rose. Uh, look, if, if I'm if I'm calling it right there, I, you'd have to say Justin Rose, but boy, he was sure a head scratcher at Augusta.
2: Yeah, he missed the cut at Augusta. Ricky Fowler, what finished uh, just outside the top ten. Um, yeah, he is. He is a hedge cratcher. Uh, Justin Rose said he had to he had to change how he he was going to prepare for major championships with condensed time, and so um, Justin Rose said he was going to play at Bethpage this week, which he probably did. He's going to take the weekend off and then show up like Tuesday. Um, Probably play nine holes on Tuesday and nine holes on Wednesday and be ready to go for the championship. I so. try to
0: figure the strategy. I mean, you, you hear a guy say that, right? He was formerly the number one player in the world. He won yeah. Tory Pines. Is he just because of hitting that high world ranking, the expectations that are placed upon him, being on the golf course on site, I should say, just is the, all of the questions, the comments. Does it is it just become too much? Is it a pressure thing? Is he is he trying to just you know separate himself from the pressure?
2: I think I most know. most of the guys in today's game right now don't like spending a lot of time at a tournament site. Um, a lot of them are coming in for the practice round uh, pro am on a Wednesday. Uh, They'd like to get away from the from the atmosphere, so to speak. Um, after they're done the week before on a on a Sunday, they like to take off and go home. Be home for. Two or three days, and then and then go back. So, as far as a major championship is concerned, all that stuff is ramped up even higher. And because that is ramped up, um, it, it takes mentally. I think it takes a lot out of people uh, or a lot out of players. Um, yeah, answering all the questions, all the all the um, the time constraints and that kind of thing. You know, uh, with. Sponsors and appearances and all that kind of stuff. You know, everybody wants to get a little bit of a
0: yeah.
2: a top world player sure. at a major championship. And so this allows them the, the best way to.
0: I think they're escaping it. They're just trying to escape yeah, some of the pressure. I agree. I mean, that, that's what I it comes agree. down to. And I'm not I sure. Agree. I'm not sure what that says or not. But maybe that's just the reality of what you got to do uh, because it is nonstop. And there's a lot of people. That there's are, a ton. It, it's an energy drain. I'll, I'll yep. give you that. It's an energy drain. Yep. But it kind of goes along with it. All right, let's go. So of that group, uh, you know, this this is a bubble. Watson could really light up a golf course like this. Mm-hmm. I mean, this could be just
2: right up his alley. But And so could Ricky Feller, because Ricky Feller is adequately long to play this golf course. And he's one of the guys that really hits the ball well off the tee and gets it in the fairway yeah. with distance. Good point. So
0: Remember, Lucas Glover was 25th in driving distance when he won the U.S. Open at Bethpage Black yep. in 2009. So long, but not... Crazy long. Right. Um, just keep that in mind. Xander Shoffley is in that group with uh, Hideki Matsuyama, Alex Noren. Um, Alex Noren's the one that's not going to get a whole lot of mention in that group. is certainly one of the, the favorites. Um, Xander, I think, is a guy you have to look at. I mean, X keeps uh, playing really well, puts himself in position. And, you know, that guy's got – he's sneaky long, too.
2: Yes, and he, he is a guy that's getting more and more comfortable with – um, major championships and, and playing on that on that high-level stage of play. Hideki Matsuyama is a guy that hasn't not played well this year. Um, very inconsistent. And uh, you just go back to the last major championship, Alex Noren didn't play too particularly well as, in that one either.
0: So here's the big group everyone's looking at, the major yep. championship, current major winners, holders, title holders. Brooks Kepka, the defending PGA champion. Francesco Molinari, uh, who's got the Claret Jug and the champion golfer of the year. And then, of course, Tiger Woods, who just captured major number 15 at Augusta last month. Uh, I think that's going to be, obviously, must-see TV right there, uh, watching these guys. I, yep. I, I, I just, I don't, this is not a Francesco Molinari-type golf course, in I, my opinion.
2: I, I don't think so either. You um, you know, the thing that you've got to understand about Tiger Woods is yes he just won the Masters but he was in the mix at the Open Championship and he was definitely in the mix at the P, at the last PGA Championship and it's it's going to be interesting. He you know well, he already
0: to duel him at the Open he did. at Carnoustie he did. and now tiger they were in the ch- same group. They've got a chance he's got a chance to stare him back in the yep. face now and say yep. let's let's let me show you what's up again.
2: Yeah. Tiger outdueled him at the at the at the Masters, right? So, um, and Tiger's
0: yeah. won here. He won the two thousand two U.S. Open at Page Block,
2: so correct. And he contended in the other one too,
0: in '09. So you yep. got to like. You gotta like what Tiger's doing here. I think Tiger and Brooks, as you mentioned, they've got one, two, two, one in the last you know two majors that they played in. So you gotta like that. Tony Fina, Billy Horschel, Ian Poulter. I don't, I, you know, I, I remember Poulter was actually in the mix in 2009. We did an interview with him. Yes. While we were out there at the U.S. Open, Billy Horschel. I don't think anyone's really talking about Billy's capable, certainly, but Tony is a guy that you definitely have to look at. The bigger the golf course, the better the chance for a guy like Tony Fino.
2: And he's been uh, in the final groups in two of the last three majors. so
0: Kind of like that. All right, we'll continue talking about this next. Welcome the Caddy in, Tony Fino, just uh, aforementioned, he uh, gives us his thoughts on the upcoming PGA in about 20 minutes. Stay tuned.
5: up to 45% on Dish TV packages today. These are limited time offers and can change at any time. Call fast. 800-405-2561. 800-405-2561. 405 2561
4: That's 800-405-2561. Hey, travelers. Do you want to save money on your next flight? Then pick up the phone and call. That's right. Call.
5: Eight five five three two five one seven eight oh. That's eight five five three two five seventeen eighty.
1: Now back to real golf radio, talking golf back when three hundred yard drives were big. For real. Here's Brian and Bob.
0: This segment brought to you by Odyssey Golf. Number one putter again this week at the Regions Tradition on the Champions Tour. That's three majors on the year so far across the tours. All three of them won by Odyssey Golf. Odyssey's number one putter in golf, number one putter at major championships. And that new Stroke Lab is a real stroke of genius. If you haven't done so, check it out at odysseygolf.com. I made a few putts with that Stroke Lab over the last uh, couple rounds, Bob. Yeah. I like it. The XO Marksman. That's what you have? That's what I got going on with that Stroke Lab. Yep, for sure. I have the Stroke Lab 7. Well, and you make your fair share of putts, that's for sure. A couple other uh, notables uh, that we... Uh, didn't get to before we went to break. There is John Rahm, Dustin Johnson, Jordan Speeth. Yes. They're in that uh, opposite wave of what you see from Kepka, Molinari, and Woods. So that's going to be an interesting story playing out. What do you think of those three guys? Obviously a, well, a high power group.
2: John Rahm's played uh, extremely well. He's yet to uh, to win a you know a big major or something like that. Dustin Johnson with one major championship win, and Jordan Speeth has three. So um, it it. Uh, it, it depends on what Jordan Spieth does this weekend uh, in Dallas, and uh, and and Dustin, of course, played well at the Masters, came came roaring back on on the weekend. So um, this is a this is a good setup for Dustin and Ron both with their distance.
0: It feels like this is so these two next majors, Beth Page and, and Pebble, are going to play completely different. I don't feel oh, like, yeah. even though we'll talk about a lot of the same names at both the majors, mm-hmm. I feel like the two golf courses it just it it changes. I feel like this is a very very much more of a limited field that's going to win as far as who your favorites are at Bethpage because of the size of the course and the wetness and the the distance required I think to to play well. Uh, I could be wrong, but that's what it feels like. And Pebble I feel like it's just it's going to bring a lot more players into play. Yeah. Um just some thoughts. Uh the other guy, another group to mention is uh, Rory McIlroy, Phil Mickelson and Jason Day. They're also on the late early um wave and you know look Rory McIlroy if you just want to go down the list of of you know stats on the PGA Tour right now uh, it's you know it's it's ridiculous so you, you you got Rory is Tita Green he's number one on the PGA Tour strokes gain and strokes gain total he's number one uh also when you look at uh, uh scoring average he's number uh four so hmm. I mean the guy just he hits it long he hits it straight uh, you know, he and Justin Thomas right now, to me and, and Tiger Woods, they're, when you look just from a statistical standpoint, they're the three best guys out there. Yeah. Dustin Johnson's pretty darn good too. Yeah. So.
2: With Rory and with uh, Justin Thomas, is, there, is their is putter going to show up, or is it going to be a no-show?
0: Um, that is a really good that is a really good question. Let's ask the caddy how big of a putting fact putting is always important. Don't get me wrong, but. There are golf courses like Augusta, where putting is a premium. Is Bethpage Black one of those courses? Let's ask him here. He is America's favorite caddy.
1: There are bag rats. (laughs) And then there are caddies. Pro jocks who are legends in caddy shacks across the PGA Tour. While we can neither confirm nor deny the existence of this legendary looper, here he is, the caddy on Real Golf Radio.
0: Well, what do you think, caddy putter? Driver, what's more important next week at Bethpage Black?
14: What's more important at Bethpage Black? I'd say probably driving it long and straight. I think you still have to have a straight factor at Bethpage Black because the rough's not high, but I hear it's still kind of wet and, and, and it's flying really thick. So, hmm. Yeah, I don't know that the weather's going to be all that warm. Uh, to dry it out. Um, yeah. But the interesting thing about Best Page Black, they're very small greens for the most part. Um, there's lots of greens that are less than 31 or 30 deep, which is pretty small. Um, off, off the top of my head, I'd say Pebble might be the only course on tour that has smaller greens, hmm. more, more smaller greens. Like, there's a couple big ones, like number eight, the big green. But in general, they're small greens. But they're also kind of flat. Um, there's a general slope that's not that severe and they're kind of flat and sometimes flat greens are difficult to putt because it's hard to tell which way it's going to break. Yeah. Um, so it's, they're, they're just different in that sense, um, than, than what guys are
2: used to playing. So question for you as far as the greens are concerned, are they that much different from when they when the course was redesigned and Tiger won in two thousand two or or the US in the US Open in two thousand two or even the US Open in two thousand nine? Any difference in, no, in those greens?
14: No, they, they expanded the back left of number eleven to add a whole location, but otherwise the greens are pretty much the same. Number fourteen, the part three, did change radically, I think, from 02 to 09, but it's you know that they, when they play the Barclays there, it's the same green shape as the Barclays. I can't remember if that was the the U.S. Open shape or not, but um, mm. but yeah, that's uh, it's the interesting interesting thing about Page is how flat most of the greens are. Um, there's there's probably four or five greens that do have some tiers and some rock and roll, but the rest of them are just pretty flat. They're, you look in the yardage book drawing, and there's just not much, many arrows on there. Mm.
0: To me, but I think, those are, uh, that's the I beauty. I love those kind of greens, Caddy. I mean, the subtlety to me is so much. Subtle, yeah. I think it's so much more challenging than the obvious breaks. I mean, if you line these guys up, if they know exactly what the putt's going to do, they're going to make them. They're going to make their share of them anyway. But if they're not sure, if they're if that that's what I love watching these guys try to figure out.
14: Yeah, it's much harder if you have a, an eight-foot putt. That's a right edge putt or outside the right. And then you have an 8-foot putt, and you're not sure if it's inside right or inside left. You'd much rather have the one that's the right edge or outside the right putt. And oh, yeah. Not knowing where it's going to go. You're going to see a lot of guys hit putts, back off and hold their hand out, and look at their caddy like it went that
6: way.
0: I know exactly, yeah. 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 <laughs> just, I know that look. That could I be call the, it the v- I
14: call it the VJ. The, the VJ. V-J. <laughs> yeah, where you hit the putt, look at the caddy real quick with a dagger, and then... Look
2: back. That was your fault, not mine. <laughs> uh, yeah. It, what was that? It went
14: that way. See, I told you. Yeah.
2: I told you. It I, knew go it. I knew it.
14: I knew it. I knew it was gonna go that way, but I didn't play it. But I knew it.
2: <laughs> and the reason I asked you about the Greens is, you know, um, you know, Tiger Woods is a guy that always um that always puts off a of memory, um, basically on, on Greens and 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 courses that he's had success on before. We know we won their in 2002, um, and that he hadn't, he hadn't, he was in the mix in 2009. But, um, if, if things haven't changed much that, uh, that bodes well for him.
14: It definitely bodes well for that. There's no question. He'll, he'll be able to use all his, all his reading experience will come into play accurately.
2: Yeah. And he was there and this he does, week.
14: Not, he, does comment. he definitely comments on that quite a bit, doesn't he? When the yep. greens have been changed, he'll, he'll, he'll moan and groan about it. But and uh and lament it but yeah he'll 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 he's putting on the same services he's put it on before basically
0: That's good for him that's that's definitely noteworthy uh for sure so what's your take on tiger next week i mean look he's he's four times a winner at the pga championship um he was runner up last year at bell reef so coming off the win at the masters he's won on this golf course we just noted I, i mean is there any reason to think that tiger shouldn't be the favorite next week
14: well, unless you think he was limping when he did that photo shoot a week or two ago that everybody was jumping all over. Um, if he's healthy, yeah, he should be one of the top handful of favorites. It's a, obviously a good golf course for him, and he has success there, and he's got the same greens that he can put off of memory. So he'd have to be in the handful of guys you're picking. Um, I think it's a great course for McElroy if he, has a Roy, if he has one of those good McElroy driving weeks. I think it's just a great course for McElroy.
0: Well, he's two-time um, uh, PGA champion. And, you know, you think about Valhalla when he won there in 2014. That golf course was wet, and that's a big golf course as well. I, I, can you compare at, at all what, what you see at Valhalla to, to Bethpage Black? Because uh, from a weather standpoint, it could be similar conditions.
14: Yeah, I, I, I'd i say the, you wouldn't really say the courses are the same, but that premium on long straight driving I think is a big deal at, at both courses. So I, I think it's going to be – I think Beth Bates is a difficult golf course for a, a Brian Harmon kind of a player. But guess what? <laughs> so was uh, Aaron Hills, and Brian Harmon almost won the U.S. Open at Aaron nice. Hills. So, you know, you can <laughs> – if you're playing great golf, all those guys can, can handle it. But it's just an advantage to be the DJ or the Brooks Kepka Um. Kepka's the interesting one to me there because his two wins, all, all his wins, his three wins, are all on big, wide-open golf courses. Basically, Bellry was pretty open, and certainly Aaron Hills and Shinnecock were really wide open. And this one's a little more demanding off the tee. So um, I, I just don't know how straight Brooks drives it. Um, we know Rory can drive it really straight. We know DJ can drive it pretty darn straight when he's on. Um, but the you know Brook that if Brooks has a good driving week, yeah, he's going to be hard to beat too. Well, yeah. Any of those guys, any of those guys, one of those handful of long hitters is going to hit it real straight that week, and that's probably the guy who's going to win.
0: All right. I like that. Very good indicator. Good stuff, Caddy. We'll look forward to it next week at Bethpage Black. By the way, Bob and I were at Alpine Country Club, and uh, you had some requests. Uh, we mentioned who was going to be on the show. We said the Caddy, and the guy we were playing was like, I love the Caddy. i got to meet that guy someday. So, anyway, you got requests for for uh, an appearance at Alpine.
14: Uh, I'll have my publicist get on it.
0: Okay, perfect. All right. We'll see if we can schedule it, work yeah. you in.
14: Thanks. Yep, absolutely.
0: Send us those 8x10 glossies, and maybe we can get them signed. That'd be cool.
14: Yep, no problem.
0: Okay.
14: Thanks, Gaddy. Thank you, gentlemen. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: He's a peach, isn't he?
5: Gotta like that guy. <laughs>
2: uh, uh, we didn't narrow him down to a pick.
0: No, we didn't. He, he was giving, he, he narrowed it down to whoever drives it the best next week, yeah. which I, I want to say is a little bit of a cop-out, but... Not not so much. Tony Finau and his thoughts next. So you've thought about LASIK surgery, but you're hesitant. I get it. It's your eyes, and while it's a hassle to deal with contacts and glasses, the thought of a laser in your eye sounds painful and scary. Well, let me tell you, I had the same feelings until I went to Hoops Vision for my free evaluation. I was super impressed with the time they spent, and they put all my concerns to rest. I left excited and confident knowing that I was in the best hands with the latest technology. The day of the surgery was easy. No pain, comfortable massage chairs, and warm chocolate chip cookies to help me relax. And then the miracle... Within a few minutes, I could see. It's an amazing feeling, and now I can see where my golf ball goes, and I enjoy wearing sunglasses and not dealing with contacts that dry up out in the sun and the wind. It's why major champions like Mike Weir chose Hoops Vision. Hoops Vision is world-renowned, and with new techniques such as smile and camera, there are more options than ever before. Visit HoopsVision.com today and schedule your free consultation. Mention Real Golf Radio, and you could save $1,000 off your procedure. More choices, more experience. Better vision at Hoops Vision.
1: And here's Ricky on 12. What a comeback it's been for him today. Pin placement is a little tricky. We're seeing something... uh... Something is getting closer. Holy! <clears throat> what the? And that'll cost him.
3: It can be dangerous to drive while distracted. Yet at any daytime moment, almost 660,000
14: drivers across the country are using electronic devices while they drive. Join me and commit to
2: always driving distraction free. We
1: are farmers. Bum, 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 bum.
2: The new OGO Alpha Convoy golf bags set a new standard for what cart bags should be. The new OGO Shadow Fuse 304 Stand Bag is ultra sleek, but there's nothing simple about it. The OGO Alpha is inspired by tactical military gear and high-performance equipment from the outdoor industry.
0: While the Shadow's integrated design and finest performance materials work seamlessly to deliver absolute efficiency for
2: unmatched performance. Both are in stores now or check it out at OGO.com.
4: You can tell a lot about a golfer by the way he sets his hands on the club. Is he squeezing the life out of it, or is it like he's cradling a newborn baby? Holding it light so he can feel the club head eliminates tension, increases swing speed, and improves accuracy. These are the things our grips promote. Because the secret to golf isn't how you put your hands on the club, it's the way you put your hands on a wind grip. Win. Play your best golf.
0: Callaway isn't just pushing the boundaries of driver technology, they're pushing ball speed further than humanly possible. The new Epic Flash Driver with Flash Face technology features Callaway's first ever driver face engineered with artificial intelligence. By harnessing this power, Callaway was able to create, test, and refine over 15,000 different faces to find the absolute fastest one – the way speed is created has been completely transformed. Learn more at CallawayGolf.com
1: AI. You're listening to Brian Taylor and Bob Casper, talking golf since Jordan Spieth was in first
0: grade.
10: You've started it.
1: That's real golf radio.
0: All right, welcome back to Real Golf Radio. Brian Taylor, Bob Casper. Thanks for joining us here on this PGA Championship preview edition of the show, and we thank you for joining us and very pleased to welcome our next guest on the show. He's number 14th in the world. He's coming off of a top-five finish at the Masters and looking to get one here at the PGA Championship at Bethpage Black. He's our good friend Tony Fino joining us right now. Tony, good morning. How are you?
13: Hey, good morning. Always Doing great, thanks.
0: Yeah, good man. Always good to have you on the show, and um, I know you're uh, gearing up and love major championships. H- how's it feeling for you? I mean, this is a big year, right? Uh, moving the PGA from August to May. What, what's uh, how does how does it change the feel for you, if any?
13: Yeah, for sure. Uh, you know, I think there's just a lot more attention earlier in the season for us. You know, the majors are. Uh, you know, they moved. We pretty much have a major every month. It seems like in March we have the Players, in April we have, you know, we have Augusta National and the Masters. This 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 month we have the PGA Championship. We have the U.S. Open in June, and then we have the British in July, and then the playoffs in August. So just kind of the way that they set it up is is really just a jam packed um, summer, kind of a spring and a summer. So I kind of I kind of like that, just just because of that. You know, they, they if you're playing well, it's a great. It's a great thing, and I think sometimes you can start playing well um, because of of a lot of the the big events um, jam-packed together. So it's a cool thing, I think, and and I I like the changes. What do the the players feel about
2: that condensed schedule, especially with the majors and that kind of thing?
13: Yeah, you know, I've got mostly positive feedback, but I think, you know, more so we'll have a lot more to say about it probably at the end of the season um, and see how we feel more towards the end of the season, but I know it's for sure more jam-packed uh, this spring. And, and But for the most part, I've heard, you know, great things. A lot of guys enjoy having majors back-to-back, you know, months, and it's definitely different, but I've gotten a lot of, you know, from, from what I've heard, just a lot of positive feedback, just like I have.
0: Hey, Tony, what is your? how does it change your preparation, if any? <laughs> uh, obviously, you have to sort of figure your schedule you want to peak at these times everybody loves to you know i mean the the majors are the goals right and so uh when when you when you look at that from a scheduling standpoint and a preparation standpoint how has that affected your schedule
13: yeah so i i feel like you know i i take a little more time off earlier just because i want to i want to make sure i have rest and i want to make sure that i'm i'm prepped for you know to make a to make a run at the majors you know majors mentally and emotionally you know what i've le- learned about last year and playing well it just it takes it takes quite a bit out of you emotionally and mentally and you have to prepare yourself for that you know you got to prepare yourself for a good week and a great week you have to you think you're going to play well in the majors and, and especially when it counts and um you know speaking from experience just you know a few weeks ago at the masters i was in the thick of it you know playing with tiger in the final group and and emotionally and mentally, it, you know, it took uh, it took a lot out of me, um, and and you know, a few weeks just to recover from that. So you know, I think you have to you have to prepare for that. And if you know, if you're in your right mindset, you gotta you gotta know you're gonna play well during the majors. And so you can't play, you know, I feel like too much competitive golf before beforehand. So most players, well, a lot of players
2: like to play the week before a major. Um, you're not playing. The week before the PGA Championship is that something that you do on a consistent basis with uh, with major championships? Like you said, you need feel like you need some time to get ready and prepared.
5: Yeah,
13: this year I definitely felt that way, you know, especially after after the Masters. Um, but I I'm still I'm still learning, you know. Sometimes I you know like sometimes I played the week before Augusta this year. Um, I'm, I'm not going to play the week before the U.S. Open or British this year, so that'll make these last three majors I'm not playing the week before. Um, I'm still kind of learning how I what I like to do and things, but I you know I think moving forward I, I'm probably most mostly going to take the weeks you know the week off before before major championships just to just to rest and men, and just to rest and mentally prepare for uh, major events.
0: Tony Finau joining us here on Real Golf Radio. So talking about Bethpage Black, you, you've played this golf course. You, you hit it in the playoffs a couple of years ago. You had a good finish. Uh, what is it that you remember about this course? What is it that you like about this golf course? And, and how do you anticipate it playing this year? Obviously, uh, a lot of discussion around how uh, wet it's been in, in that area this time of year.
13: Yeah, so I, I mean, I expect the golf course to play long. I, I enjoy Bethpage from what I remember. Uh, it's, it's, a, it's a big golf course. I think it's 7,600 yards at that elevation, which is sea level. Um, So it just plays, it plays, it's going to play really long. And if it plays wet, um, I think that's a good thing for someone like me who hits it far and, and has the length. So I, I look forward to seeing it again. Um, But from what I remember, I I really like it. And, and again, I think it's going to, it's going to set up great for my game and, and, for the guys that can, can hit it with some length and then have that carry distance, you know, if you hit it about 300 to 315 in the air, I think you've got a big advantage there at Bethpage because that's a it's a huge golf course. You know, there's a lot of holes, a lot of par fours right around that 500 number. Um, you know, probably going to have some thick rough, so you're going to have to be able to swing with some some speed to get it out of there. So I you know I I think Bethpage sets up for me uh, pretty well.
2: So Tony, you mentioned Tiger Woods and, and playing with him in the in the final group at the Masters. Uh, this that was your second uh, major championship where you've played in a final group. Um, what what did you what have you learned about playing in a major in a final group and especially about playing this last one with Tiger?
13: Yeah, the mo- man. You know, honestly, the most important thing that I felt like I've I've learned, um, and especially playing with Tiger, is is that I'm ready to win, you know, and I think, um, that's the confidence that I carry moving forward. Uh, you know, I, I really feel like, you know, it's still even tough for me to talk about now, but number 12 at Augusta, the final round, uh, you know, we, we gave Tiger, we all gave Tiger the lead there, hitting the ball in the water. I think four out of the last six guys hit it in the water, uh, in the last two groups. And, and so we really opened the door, and I was the last. I was the last one to hit it in the water, um, and you know, even after that, I still feel like I had a chance to win. But I, you know, the the biggest takeaways that I that I have from both of those rounds is um, is that I have the game to win major championships, and that's the confidence that I'll carry with me moving forward. And, and as I prepare for Best Page acting for the PJ Championship, um, that's the confidence that I carry moving forward. You know, there's I feel like there's there's always a learning curve. Um, but I do feel that my game's ready to win and, and win in a big way.
0: Tony Feenow joining us here on Real Golf Radio. You and Boyd, uh, your coach Boyd Summerhays, you got the podcast going. Two episodes in. It's called Let's Get It, and of course, it's a really good listen. If you haven't had a chance to check it out, uh, do so on iTunes or any of the podcaster sites. Uh, w- what made you want to get into the the whole podcast world, and and what's kind of your goal to accomplish with uh, with you and Boyd out there on the podcast?
13: Yeah, well, we, we now we just we wanted to document our journey. And we feel like there's enough ears out there that want to listen to um, maybe what we have to say and just kind of what it's like uh, in in our shoes, you know, as coach and a player position, um, a friend, you know, we're great friends and just our take on traveling, playing professional golf, and and then in, you know basketball as well. We're huge, uh, you know, we're huge NBA fans, and we're talking basketball probably 80% of the time we're together, you know, especially now that the playoffs are. Are well underway. Um, we have a lot to say about that. So, just uh, you know, we've we've talked about it for a couple of years. You know, saying we we should start a podcast and just and, you know document kind of our our journey. And so far, we've had great feedback, and we're enjoying it. You know, we're it's not taking too much of our time, which is which is nice. We knew we don't want that, but um, you know, hopefully, we, you know, really what we're trying to accomplish is just uh, you know continue to move our platform forward and. Um, and push our uh, push our you know our platform forward, and you know with positivity and and just people that any, anyone that wants to you know have an inside you know listen or, or look on my life and boys' life and what it's like to be a professional golfer and um, you know we'll talk about our faith on there we'll talk about uh, basketball so there's a lot of things that we'll cover but uh, we feel like there's enough ears out there that that you know want to listen to and hear hear a little bit more of my story and. And what I have to deal with on a daily basis.
0: It's uh, a great story for sure, and uh, it's a great listen as well. Let's get it. Uh, check out the podcast: Boyd Summerhays, Tony Finau, uh, getting after it. And you know, on that last podcast, it was I thought it was really cool that you actually took the time. You guys talked about how special it was to be in that final group with Tiger and uh, the the things that you you learned from that. You also mentioned that uh, you know you and Boyd with your relationship. You know, he he saw something early on that week, and he said, you know what. Uh, you, you know, you, you both kind of kept it to yourself, but you just knew there was something that that came together, and you guys were going to have a special week that week.
13: Yeah, yeah. I mentioned to him after Thursday's round, uh, I just had a special feeling. I knew I was gonna, I knew I was gonna play. I, was, I knew I was gonna have a great week, and and I and I text him uh, Thursday evening, and I said, hey, we're gonna we're we're taking a run at this green jacket this week. I, I felt that strongly, and um, and we both did, and and we were on board with that, and and you know we damn near pulled it off it was it was a hell of a run and and one that I'll you know I'll take all the positives from it and and learn from um learn from it and you know it'll strengthen me the next time I'm in that position to uh you know to win a major championship but it's uh it was it was quite the experience to be with Tiger and you know once once I knew I wasn't going to win walking up 18 I was I was genuinely happy for him and and what he's had to had to overcome in his in his career, and I think it's something that we can all learn from. You know, he's he's just hasn't, hasn't given up on himself, and and that's you know that's something very special that we witnessed. And uh, I was it was cool to be able to witness that firsthand, and and be able to be the first one to congratulate him was pretty special for me.
2: No, that's Tony, funny. how yeah, how how often do you and Boyd get together?
13: Yeah, well, uh, I mean, quite often. Like you know, I was just with him earlier this week, just for a day. To get some work in before i'm um, just some prep work before the pga next week and then he's going to come out to the pga I, I usually like to have him out once every third week um so i'll go you know the most i'll go without seeing him for a tune-up is is two weeks um so that's kind of my kind of my thing he'll come out you know every third event or every third week whether that means i you know i fly out to him or or, or he comes out to the event for a few days
0: Hey, uh, Tony, we don't want to keep you too long. Just one last question as it relates to the PGA Championship. You had quite the experience a year ago. You were paired with the Ryder Cup captain. You and Xander were battling, trying to get that last spot, uh, captain's pick on the team. And, you know, you you only went out and rolled off ten birdies in a single round, tied Gary Player for the PGA Championship uh, birdie record. Uh, what What is it about, I guess, how different will this year play not having that Ryder Cup thing hanging on you? <laughs>
13: Yeah, so I, last year, I mean, I remember when, I, when the parents came out, um, it was a cool thing, but it almost felt like tryouts to me.
14: <laughs> so like
13: I, I was with, you know, we were, Xander and I were both in the runnings for, um, you know, a captain's pick at the time, and, and so I almost felt like it was tryouts. He was trying to, you know, he was trying to gauge to see who he wanted to play and who he wanted to be on his team. Um, so, you know, I, I put a lot of pressure on myself, and, and too much. You know, I learned from that last year in the first round. You know, I put so much pressure on myself that, you know, I, I played the worst round of, the, I think, the season. I said 76, I think four over last year at uh, the first round of the PGA. And, um, you know, and I after that, I, I felt like all the pressure was off. I was like, you know, just go out and play golf. And, and just whatever happens, it happens. And, you know, with that attitude, the next day I went out and, you know, ran off 10 birdies and, and, and obviously, you know, impressed him enough to, for him to pick me later on. Uh, when it came time to be a captain's pick, so that was that was a really cool experience, and uh, you know I learned I learned a lot from that experience. So you know, hope I can use some of those things I learned this year, and and just you know just go out and play golf. That's the that's the main thing you know that I've learned playing in big events. Uh, you know sometimes it doesn't matter where your game is at. Um, mentally, you can you can play your way into a good space, and um, you know and that's that's what I look forward to doing next week at the PJ Championship.
0: Well, you've had a lot of positives since that time. And by the way, that goes to prove that most golfers, we remember things worse than they were. It was only a 74. So. Uh, well, there you go. <laughs> so, it wasn't too bad. So, anyway. All right. Hey, Tony, thanks so much for your time. Really appreciate it. And uh, wish you the best of luck next week at Beth Page.
13: Yeah. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me on. We'll talk soon.
0: All right. You got it. Thanks, Tony, Tony. now joining us right here on Real Golf Radio. Looking forward to next week's PGA Championship.
5: Call right now. That number is 800-485-6003. Hey, travelers, do you want to save money on your next flight? Then pick up the phone and call. That's right,
4: call, because the best prices are not online. They're with SmartFares. See, SmartFares has special deals with the airlines. When they have unsold seats, they use SmartFares to fill them. So you get airline tickets at ridiculously low prices.
5: that's 855-325-1780.
1: You're listening to Real Golf Radio, now back to Brian and Bob. How do you become
0: the number one driver on major tours worldwide? You engineer Epic Flash using artificial intelligence to deliver unheard of ball speed. Own the t box like the pros and build your Epic Flash driver today at CallawayGolf.com. Welcome back to Real Golf Radio. Brian and Bob with you. Thanks for joining us. It's been fun to uh, preview the upcoming 101st PGA Championship. It'll be next week at Bethpage Black in New York. Uh, this is, you know... A, t- a tremendous golf course. It's a great test. you got to have some distance. You've got to have some accuracy, as the caddy pointed out. Uh, but this is really a – to me, this one goes to a big game type type uh, hunter, Player. if you will. I mean, you, you've got to have some some distance to be able to compete. I'd be, I would be shocked if you saw somebody like a Francesco Molinari, who has just had some phenomenal play over the years I, – I, the last couple of years. I would be shocked if he was the guy that competed in this one. To okay. me, this has just got to be a Tiger, Rory – DJ Brooks, Tony Finau, Xander Schauffele. I mean, this is the kind of guy I would expect to.
2: Okay. I like that. Now, I think you need to throw another one in there, Ricky Fowler, as well. So, okay. I mean, as far as I'm concerned, um, I, I, I pick Ricky as the winner. Really? Yeah. All right. Yeah. And the reason being is PGA Championships lend themselves to first-time major championship winners. And so uh, I think this would be a good one for Ricky to do.
0: I think Tiger's definitely the favorite. I think Tiger and Brooks have got to be the top two that you're looking at. DJ, JT, Tony, and and Rory. I go back to Rory. I mean, the magic number is five for Rory. That was his position after the opening round, the two years that he's won. So look for Rory to get off to a good start. And if he does so, definitely a guy to to be. Long,
2: Long shot Jordan Spieth.
1: Career Grand Slam, baby!
2: I'm still going with it, baby.
1: For Dave and Bob and Brian, see Listening to Brian and Bob on Real Golf Radio. Join us on Twitter at Real Golf or on our website at realgolfradio.com. It's been real.